This is The Grid, presented by American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC. Welcome to the first episode of The Grid, presented by American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC. When you find yourself needing a roof repair and are looking for a roof company, American Shield Roofing and Construction is happy to meet your needs. When dealing with a roofing company, you need a roof contractor who is dependable, who can arrive on time, and provide you a quality new roof in a timely manner. Our goal is to present you with honest, accurate information, quotes, and estimates. Call us at 361-343-7018 or visit us at AmericanShieldRoofing.com, a proud title sponsor of the 2021-2022 Victoria Advocate Varsity Cup Awards. Well, Mike, I guess we're I guess we're underway here. I mean, finally, we've been we've been wanting to get this going, and here we are. I mean, new some changes all around for for good and, and just different all around. Just right, different change. A lot of changes this year as we go into the season. The first one is obvious. You're hearing us on this podcast uh, instead of us doing the video we did every week. Uh, we think this will be a better way that we can reach you and inform you of uh, what's going on in the area. And, uh, and it doesn't limit us either. Uh, we're able to talk about some other sports other than football. So that'll be good for you volleyball fans out there. But uh, first, as Sam mentioned, we do have some changes we need to d- discuss. Um, Most of you uh, probably already know that we are no longer publishing six days a week. We are publishing uh, three days a week. We have a Wednesday paper, a Friday paper, and a weekend paper. So that obviously has forced us as a sports department to make some changes. Uh, First of all, the uh, area football column, which used to run in Tuesday's paper, will now be in Wednesday's paper. Of course, you can find everything on Advo Sports and in the E-Edition. But if you uh, do get the paper, like to read the stories in the paper, the uh, area football column will still be there on, on, uh, be there on Wednesdays. And uh, Friday, we'll still have the, uh, all the uh, game advances of the games we're covering along with the uh, previews that we that we do every week. So you can keep up with all the games this week. And um, in addition, we'll still hope to run uh, standings and have stat leaders. So uh, we're kind of, this is a shout out to all you coaches out there to uh, keep sending your stats and your game reports because uh, we want to get them out there where people can keep up with uh, how you're doing this season. And um, so basically, uh, to explain a little bit about what to expect from week one, um, our games uh, will try to have something in the weekend edition which you uh, get delivered to you on Saturday. Uh, We'll do our best to get what we can in that. But uh, you can find everything you need on advosports.com. Um, the game stories, the scores, the box scores will all be on Advosports. Um, and then I know uh, the grid, which uh, used to be published in Sunday's paper, will now be published in Monday's e-edition. And if you still want to get those stories, those game stories that we cover, 
uh, to cut out and to keep, for keepsakes. Uh, we'll try to have as many stories as we can in Wednesday's print edition. So those are some of the changes. Uh, this is a uh, kind of a revolving uh, situation. It's the way our world is right now, becoming more of a digital world than a print world. And uh, we're trying to adapt to these changes the best we can. And, um, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to us if, you, uh, if there's some information you need. We'll be happy to uh, share it. Well, one thing I forgot to do at the, at the jump was introduce us. That's Mike <laughs> Foreman, the sports editor of the Victoria Advocate. I'm Sam Fowler, assistant sports editor. And with us, uh, Jeremiah Sosa Fresh from Arizona State by way of San Antonio. And we're getting ready for the 2022 season. And there's a few things that to, to expect from this podcast this year. Like Mike said, you know, it's not just gonna it's not just gonna be football. Although during the fall, obviously, yeah. it's Texas football is king. But that doesn't mean we can't mention the volleyball teams or basketball teams once we get to October and November, or even once we get into the spring. I mean, there's plenty of good sports all around: softball, baseball, track, you name it. Uh, we'll be all around with everything and we're hoping to turn this into your leader for uh, sports in the crossroads region and I'm excited about it Mike this is you know there's a lot of people to thank when when it comes to this I mean uh, especially Kevin Allstrom leading the charge getting uh, getting the support for this this is an idea I remember when I came in last year I said hey let's let's do this let's do this and you know, it just never got off the ground, never right. got off the ground. Kevin really helped out with that, you know, being persistent, finding our title sponsor, American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC, and still working to try and find sponsors for us. And, you know, he's really led the charge. You know, Keith Cohen also, our executive editor, kind of staying staying in lockstep with with Kevin and trying to, get this thing off the ground, finding this new way to, for us to engage with our readers. And of course, you know, George Coleman, our, our GM, just and there's so many people to thank for this and, you know, got to get that out of the way. We're excited about this. Uh, you know, I think we should just, we should just get right into yeah. it, right? Let's, yeah, I right. mean, let's get this going. The It's week one, we've got game previews and I couldn't be more excited. This is, it's the start of Texas high school football. It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, let's go, let's get into game previews. Right, and uh, let's start with your game, Sam, since uh, it'll be right here at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be Victoria West hosting UIL newcomer San Antonio Davenport. Davenport went six and four last year playing an outlaw schedule. West went six and five and you know they, they still kinda have that bitter taste in their mouth after getting uh, run out of uh, McAllen in a just a an abysmal loss to McAllen Memorial. You know, they're ready to turn the page. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of new faces in new positions, uh, specifically Camden Rapper junior quarterback stepping into take the reins after out of nowhere uh, Braden Ludeker his family got a job in the valley 
and he had to move after having a really good sophomore year for the Warriors. And, you know, that's kind of the big thing to focus on is Repper. He's, he, according to head coach Courtney Boyce, they had a lot of good signs from him in the scrimmage against Gregory Portland. And, you know, that was a team that sacked Ludicker eight times in that loss last year. So that, that indicates a good trend for him if he's able to stay clean in the pocket. So that's that's kind of the number one thing I'm looking for. And then you look at the running back position because they used Deion Green a lot last year in multiple positions all across the field. This year it looks like they're going to have a three – they're hoping to have a three-headed monster in the backfield headlined by junior Kamari Montgomery who – Spent time as a defensive end last year as a sophomore and senior Jax Rag Rang now. I'm gonna butcher names and that's gonna get that's gonna get me in trouble. But Jax and Kamari, you know, they're both adding responsibility from the defensive side where they flourished really well last year, uh, accumulating over a hundred tackles for the Warriors and now you look at them, they look like true true running backs and I think that's something West has been missing because last year it took a little while to get uh, Deion Green getting uh, Tay Williams going. It really, they really, really need to kind of get their bread and butter back, which is the run game. We've seen them run really well in past years, I think. So I think that's going to be kind of a big thing for them is to get that thing going, see how that, see how that works out in this game against Davenport, which. I mean, they've got a 2,000-yard passer back and a 1,000-yard rusher back. Granted, that's an outlaw schedule. Kind of take that with a grain of salt. But it, it's no small feat if you're rushing for 1,000 or throwing for throwing yeah. for 2,000. Right. So uh, we also have Victoria East uh, starting the season. The, the Titans will be going up to San Antonio to play Taft. And... Uh, Jeremiah, what what are people looking for from the Titans uh, to start the season? Yeah, well, the Titans uh, this season pretty much is gonna gonna be on the shoulders of Jaden Williams and Jacari and Giles. Um, they both had a pretty good junior seasons last year, but you know this year uh, for for the Titans to be successful, you're gonna have to see a lot out of them. Uh, you know, Jaden Williams is a dual threat quarterback. He he could run pretty good and he could he could throw pretty well too. And uh, you know, Jacarian is. We're gonna have to see a lot of, out of him um, on the ground, and um, they're, yeah, yeah, they're going to, uh, up against uh, San Antonio Taft, and um, they have a pretty, pretty good running back in uh, T.J. Andrews. Uh, last year, he had over 1,100 yards rushing, um, and he got offers from uh, Army, Navy, and Columbia. So, so uh, the defense is gonna have their hands full for sure uh, coming, coming on Friday. Um, and he's also going to be running behind a experienced offensive line, um, but I went to uh, to East earlier today and you know talked to talked to Coach Roland Gonzalez and uh, you know some of the defensive players and it seems like they've been uh, they've been watching film and you know getting getting ready for for this game against Taft. Uh, Taft will also have a, a first first uh, year starting quarterback um, after J- Justice Hurt graduated so. So it's going to be going to be a good game. It should be a good test for the Titans to, you know, kind of kind of measure where they're at um, going into into the rest of the season. So yeah, it should should be a good game. Um, and I know that Mike, you're you're heading out to 
Tequeros game versus El Campo. Uh, how do you see that one shaking out? He got the great. He got the great draw of this one. <laughs> that should be real interesting. You have two highly ranked teams starting out the season. Um, you have uh, El Campo, of course. Everybody knows about running back Ruben Owens, who uh, Max Prep said is the best senior running back in the nation. He's coming back. He rushed for just under 3,000 yards last season. Um, Cuero, of course, uh, they have a new head coach in Jared Fikach, who replaced Jack Alvarez, who left and went up to East Texas to Marshall. Um, Cuero has a good running back of its own in Tyson Williams. He was over 1,800 yards last year. So uh, the interesting thing to me about this matchup is uh, quarterback because um, – El Campo uh, has been using two in the scrimmages. Uh, Brock Rod, who uh, played some last year until the playoffs. He was pretty much alternating with Isaiah Anderson. And then you have a uh, newcomer, Oliver Miles, who, uh, if people are familiar with track, might remember he won a uh, silver medal in the triple jump at the state meet. Incredible athlete. Um, he. He was the uh, freshman quarterback until he got moved up. So he has taken snaps before, but still it's his first year on the varsity level. And uh, Quero's kind of facing the, the same thing. Um, they lost Jerry Rosse, who uh, Jerry threw for 3,000 yards, was a tremendous leader for that team. Um, they're replacing him with Mason Notaro, who will be the starter. Uh, Mason is uh, – he is – a junior. He played some last year in some games. Uh, his, uh, I think the key for him is uh, he's just learning how to run uh, Jared Fikach's offense, which is kind of a power spread. They like to run the ball out of the spread a lot. and uh, But he will have to throw. That will be the key for him. The, the strength, though, I think for Cuero is its defense. Uh, a lot of starters back, a lot of speed, and not many changes because uh, they maintain Michael Blanc, who is the defensive coordinator. So the system's exactly the same, basically. And of course, they have uh, their two really good linebackers in uh, Sean Burks and Brant Patek, and uh, those two guys are really good. So this should be a really good matchup. I, I kind of think it's one of those first time out where the team that makes the fewest mistakes doesn't turn the ball over. And, of course, you know, we'll have to see how well uh, Quero, if they can contain Reuben Owens, which is not easy. So uh, this has the potential to be a really good game. Yeah, and you had a great uh, story on just kind of the, the process Sean Burks went through yeah. uh, to gain a few pounds. That's out in our, <laughs> our kickoff yeah. 2022 tab. And... They came out in Wednesday's paper, so and yeah. it's also online on advosports.com. So yeah, just Sean, great, great content. Yeah, Sean Burks is a tremendous linebacker. Uh, the only thing keeping him from getting D1's offer is his height. He's just not. He's about six foot tall, and you know those D1 schools like those six four guys, you know. And uh, but uh, he has an incredible motor. Uh, ton of tackles even if uh, people might remember the uh, the semifinal game against China Spring where they lost pretty handily in that game I don't know how many tackles he had but he had a ton of tackles in that game so 
that's the other thing. So you have really what you've got is uh, outstanding defense against a, a potentially very explosive offense, you know. So uh, I think uh, this is a really good matchup for both of these teams going into the year. It, uh, it'll be after this game. I'm sure they'll have a pretty good idea of where they stand. So, yeah, we have that game. And Jeremiah's got an interesting matchup in and of itself. I mean, Shiner riding a 30-game win streak, back-to-back state champions. They're going up against Hallensville, two years removed from a state championship Mm -hmm. appearance. And Hallensville's in a rebuild mode, just kind of, you know, looking at this game and preparing for it, just kind of what 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 have you seen and kind of what are some of the matchups you're looking for, Jeremiah? Yeah, well, um, you know, coming in, this is kind of like my first uh, first year really covering high school football, and uh, you know, I've read a lot about Dalton Brooks. I've you know watched highlights, I've seen seen videos and stuff. So you know, I'm really just excited to to finally be out, be able to, to see him in person, and you know, see what he can do on the football field. Um, obviously, he uh, he he's t- committed to Texas A&M, so you know, he's there. Um, and then yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how Hallettsville can uh, um, can attack him and kind of kind of slow him down. Uh, he's obviously going to get get a lot of yards. Um, he's going to make his impact on the game. But yeah, I think really just the Hallettsville defense. I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot on their shoulders to try and slow him down. Um, you know, in order to keep the game close. I know last year uh, they they faced off in the first game, and uh, Hallettsville defense they held Shiner to 21 points, which was the lowest they scored all year. Um, so if they're going to want to even stand a chance with a, a team like Shiner, they're going to they're going to have to you know step up on the defensive side of the ball and just. Just you know, kind of kind of slow down Brooks and the rest of the offense. So yeah, one of the things I think that's interesting about this game is uh, you have uh, Shiner has a, a new quarterback, really Ryan Peterson. I think will get a lot of the snaps. Uh, Drew Wenske has moved back to wide receiver. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how different Shiner's offense is this year because obviously they have uh, Dalton Brooks back. But they lost Doug Brooks, you know, who was their big fullback who could really pound you with that. So now they'll, I think they'll do some different things with Dalton. They may, you may see him in the slot. You could see him lined up different places so uh, teams can't just key on him. And with uh, Peterson, his, his ability to throw the football, he, you know, he was the uh, 2A player of the year in baseball. Tremendous pitchers already committed to Sam Houston. Uh, and he's he's really a good leader out there, and uh, he'd be a good presence in the huddle for them. I think Hallettsville, uh, as you know, Sam, uh, I'm sure you, Tommy Pensick told you this when you went out there. They're just very thin on the line. They uh, they had those big linemen, you know, for when they were having their great seasons, and obviously Jonathan Brooks. I mean, you know, he was a great running back, but they had good linemen too. And uh, what what Tommy has said, I think he has one returning starter up front, and that's going to be the key: uh, is is can they re- find the lineman to replace those guys? Yeah, you talk, you talked about Mike McAfee, the lone yeah. returner for for the Bramas, and you know he's he's ready to embrace that role. When I went out there to get the story on them preseason, you know. He talked about how he's got to be the leader. He's got to bring along the the young guns to get them right. in into shape. And, you know, he's ready to embrace that role. Going back to what you brought up about about Brooks, uh, just lastly before we move on to the next game, 
in the tie haven scrimmage. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. what they were doing. They were moving him around, mm-hmm. trying to get him into space. And I think where you lose that bruising physical mm-hmm. uh, ability of uh, Doug Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, you trade off with Peterson coming back and having the ability to still run the ball really well and really efficient with Dalton in the backfield. And then you had the ability of spreading the field with the ability of Ryan Peterson to throw the ball. So I think I think that's what we're going to see, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see that first game. Right. Uh, yeah, that's true because uh, that's what I'm real curious to see, how Shiner goes about it. Uh, this could be a very different year for them. Um, they've run the Veer offense for ever since I've been here, and those kids come up on the Veer, and by the time they're on the varsity level, you know, they've got it down pretty good. But they're they're tweaking it. Offensive coordinator Randy Palmer, uh, he's tweaked a lot even in the last few years, and this year should be really interesting. So we'll, we'll see how the Comanches come out. Uh, of course, ranked number one in the state for a reason. I mean, you know, you, you've won 30 straight games, two straight state championships, and, you know, you have one of the top running backs in the, in the nation, really, or if not the state. Uh, back in the backfield, so that's a lot for them. And at seven o'clock in Edna, our friend Kevin Alstrom <laughs> he'll be covering the the St. Joseph Flyers as they open their season against Aransas Pass. And this is a chance for St. Joe to really kind of get some get some momentum early on. I mean, last year five and five missed the playoffs, and they're going up against an Aransas Pass team that was a well, there's no other word for it, I think, hapless. I mean, they just, yeah, they, they struggled so much. And, and, you know, you saw it. They were playing against Goliad, that district. So uh, this is a chance for St. Joe to really kind of get out in front and really kind of do some do some things well and build momentum in the season, I feel. Right. And uh, not only that, you have, uh, you know, Wayne Condras calling their defense. This is his second year, so I'm sure they're – they're more comfortable in the defense this year because Coach Condra's been there. And uh, the thing about St. Joseph that's interesting is their home games, um, all but one, will be outside of Victoria. Uh, they go to Edna, they go to Yoakum, I believe, one time. Uh, so that's another dynamic. It's a little different when you play a home game where you – you still have to get on a bus, and even if it's just a 30-minute drive, it's it's not the same as playing in your home stadium. So we'll see how they uh, they handle that. I know they uh, they have a, they're excited about this year because of the transition to the new district, and uh, you know they have three games to get ready for district. So these games, uh, you know, unlike where you're in a six-team district where you play five games. This kind of you know makes these games a little more important because you have to be ready by the uh, fourth week. So we and uh, there are some other games in the area, Sam, that we probably should bring up. Uh, one I want to talk about was um, Edna Cowboys, who are ranked number nine. They go right up to East Bernard. Uh, this has been a game that they've uh, they played for you know last couple yeah. of years. They've opened. Um, good test, uh, you know. He, uh, East Bernard is going to run the the slot T, the wing T. Although in the past they've thrown a little bit more out of it. It's still 
basically East Bernard. They're always very physical, very good team. And uh, this will be a chance to early look at Edna, you know, who's, you know, we've talked about uh, 10 defensive starters back. Yeah. And Jaden Clay coming back for, for technically his third year. He became a starter midway through his freshman year. But, uh, and of course, Drayden Ashford, you know, in the backfield and, and uh and Rodas, too, I mean, is back. He was an outstanding running back last year. Only a freshman, only yeah. a sophomore now. Yeah. was a freshman I last know. year. So it's like, uh, I, mean, I know Coach Mitchell has done a great job. This is beginning his third year there. And uh, a lot of high expectations. But, uh, you know, they. You, it's when you go to East Bernard, it's, it's a tough place to play. And, in fact, uh, Coach Mitchell brought up to me, he said, for some reason, the humidity there. I don't know what it is about that stadium, he said, but it's very humid. So that's going to be something, you know, it's going to be, we'll see how conditioning should could play a very important factor in that game. Um, you know, I saw that uh, Edna East Bernard game last year. And mm-hmm. What Edna did with their defense, they were able to, they were able to punch East Bernard in the mouth and get them off schedule real quick. And they forced East Bernard into so many passing attempts, and they were able to ride the defense to the win. It wasn't the best performance offensively, but you know, Jimmy feels like they can get away with a a subpar offensive performance if guys like Otis Santalana and and that entire defensive unit step up and do what they're expected to do. And, and man, that is. That is a monster front that teams are going to have to go up against. Right. And, of course, uh, another interesting game is Yoakum and Industrial. Uh, Yoakum uh, goes up to Industrial where uh, Coach Craig Nair will make his debut as head coach there at Industrial after being the defensive coordinator last season. Um, I know, Jeremiah, you went up to Vanderbilt and talked to Coach Nair. uh, What's he looking for to kind of start out the season? Yeah, well, uh, this season he's expecting a lot out of uh, wide receiver Clarence Hosey. Yeah. Um, he's expecting him to have a, a big season. Um, and the last time I talked to him, there was like a quarterback competition going on um, between Ashton Garza and Aiden Baker. Um, but from what I got, it's, it sounded like Ashton Ashton was going to be the starter. Um, you know, he has a big, big frame. He's about 6'3", 185. Um, he has a pretty good arm. So, so it seems like... You know, if, if, if Ashton can, you know, uh, produce at the quarterback position and get the ball to Clarence Hosey and he gets him some space, it seems like uh, Industrial could, could make some noise in, in the play, in deep in playoffs. Last, yeah. last year he he was thrown into the fire in, right. in that de facto district championship game against Sedna when, oh, when, now Matt like, Matt, when Matt Davis went down injured. And, you know, he did well. He kept yeah. Industrial in the game, but – Again, putting him uh, with very limited varsity snaps up against that Edna front—that's <laughs> that's tough. Uh, that's a tall task right there. So I think I think you're going to see a lot of growth out what, of Garza this year. What about Yoakum, Sam? Uh, you went up there. Uh, Bo has told me they're going to be very young this year. Is that is that a fact? Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be fairly young, but they've got they've got a good running game that they can lean oh, on, yeah. and that's going to be. That's going to be the big thing. Yeah. I mean, that's going to set the tone for them. That's going to, that's that's where they're going to hang their hat. And 
uh, you know, Bo said that's that's what they want to do, but they're hoping they're hoping that their running back can Jaden Jones. Yeah, Jaden Jones. Yeah. They're hoping his feet and his leadership can really bring yeah. everybody else up around him so that yeah. so that they're in the best position possible because yeah. in Yoakum they expect to win. Yeah, and they have uh Keon Williams as well and he's back, you know, and uh, he's another outstanding athlete. They will be inexperienced at quarterback. Uh, that's something they'll have to work out. But uh, I mean, but but boy, they have to work things out because uh, we've talked. They have a killer schedule. I mean, I tell you, they uh, they play Waco, La Vega. They play Cameron. You know, they're playing Cuero. I mean, Yoakum is and Calhoun too. So. Uh, Yoakum isn't ducking anybody, yeah, obviously. No shortage of tests yeah. for the Bulldogs. So uh, I give them credit for that. And uh, we mentioned Calhoun. They have to go out and play Stafford. Uh, I don't know if people realize this, but the Spartans were finished second to El Campo in that district last year. Very good team, uh, very good defensive team. A lot of starters back. I know El Campo's expecting a test from them. and. Uh, as you found out when you went down to Port Lavaca, not a whole lot of uh, veterans coming back there. No, they only returned six total uh, yeah. starters, and the main piece is going to be Tony Hensley coming back as a running back and really playing both ways. So, and that's what Richard, head coach Richard Whitaker, said. You know, it, it's going to be on Tony Hensley, but the reason that Cal, you've seen Calhoun make the playoffs, uh, I think it was. 17 of the last 18 years or something along those lines. It's because of the foundation that Whitaker has yeah. set up down at the middle school level. I mean, when they get when they get to high school, they might have to adjust to the speed, but nothing's foreign to these guys. None of the terminology, none of the plays, nothing is. So they're able to just kind of pick them off the assembly line and put them put them where they need them. So that's that's one thing Whitaker's expecting and you know, he he knows that some of these younger guys and some of these less experienced guys need to step up and find that experience quickly. And what better way to do it than with a game against Stafford week one? Yeah, and there are two other games that are kind of interesting. One we'll mention is Refurio at Hitchcock. Of course, the Bobcats rank number three. Uh, uh, Coach Herring has this every year. He has a lot of trouble scheduling games. And so he ends up usually either going a long distance to play a game or usually two playing a bigger school, which this is the case. Hitchcock is in with uh, Yoakum and uh, in um, Houtsville. They're 3AD1. Uh, this will be interesting to see. Uh, everybody's kind of wondering about Refurio. They made some changes on offense. They're a little more run conscious this year. Um, we'll have to see, though. They have two quarterbacks, Keelan Brown and, uh, of course, uh, Caleb Hesseltine, who's back from that injury last year. So I think uh, people want to see how uh, Refurio comes out of the bat because, uh, you know, they're ranked number three and being in the same district with Shiner, of course, there's a lot of interest there. And the other game I want to mention is uh, two interesting teams. Uh, one of them, uh, which we've kind of talked about as a dark horse, Sam, is uh, Tidehaven. And they're going to Goliad. And there's another team that, that at, at least in the scrimmage against Refurio, looked a lot better than last year. 
uh, this could be an interesting game and an interesting gauge uh, for both teams. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, saw it against, in the scrimmage against Shiner, Tidehaven is ready to play physical. They've got a lot of weapons. I mean, you got Jason Durant. I'll touch more yeah. on them later. And Goliad, you know, they've got they've got a lot of pieces back, and they're they're young, but they're not inexperienced, yeah. according to Kevin as count as Kevin Salazar put it. So, yeah. I mean, that that's definitely going to be a really good game. Yeah, that should be because uh, you've got two two teams that are looking to, to obviously be in the playoffs. So we have some uh, really good games, a full schedule for, you know, the first week out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually uh, a lot of games. Coming out firing. Yes, really. Not We don't start slowly here. We start right away. No. Yeah. But speaking of dark horses, let's get to it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Shiner being the number one ranked team right. in Class 2A Division One, riding that 30-game win streak, and, you know, they're – they're rightly favored to win. Uh, but who are some dark horses, teams not named Shiner, that can possibly make a good playoff push? And, Mike, we'll start with you. I I look at we, – we said Tidehaven. I think that's the team to watch. I mean – That's uh, who I put, yeah. Yeah, I, I really think they, they could surprise some people. Well, I'm real curious about that game with East Bernard because uh, – a lot of times that determines the district championship. Uh, last year, although Van Vleck was a surprise team, they won the district championship. But oddly enough, uh, Van Vleck lost in by district where everyone else in that district won their by district game. So you just don't know. But I think Tidehaven, like you mentioned, Coach Lucio does a great job. And uh, with uh, Joseph Dodds, that guy can be that guy can be really good, and he's still young. Oh, yeah. And that guy can run, and he's gotten bigger too. So yeah, he looks, he's put on. He's put on a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and it's good muscle. He's, yeah, he looked really good in that scrimmage, and they they didn't even have Duran at quarterback because he's coming off an in, he was coming off an injury at the time. He, uh, according to Lucio, he was coming back the very next week. So the second last week he came back, and you know that's kind of interesting. You've got plenty of weapons around, and oh, they were yeah. able to. They were able to hang tight with with Shiner. I think both teams scored yeah. three total touchdowns in that scrimmage. So a small sample size there, but yeah, definitely, definitely like Tidehaven to to make a run this year. Another, there a couple other teams to watch. I think Ganado is going to be interesting because uh, they have a new coach, Josh Irvin, uh, but they they have a uh, Kyle Bursch Guerrero back. You know. Seems like he's been there forever, and now he's a senior now. Uh, he's had a lot of tough luck with injuries. Uh, if they can keep him healthy, that's really a key for them. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the focal point. That's been his focus this entire summer was to get healthy, get his body in a position to where he doesn't suffer the same fate that he's had the last two seasons where, you know, first quarter against Refugio in the regional yeah. semifinals, Boom! Out with an injury, and I think this year it happened on the opening kickoff. Yeah, it happened. And, I, mean, I think it was yeah either this year or last year. That I mean, uh, I I kind of doubt he'll be returning kickoffs this year. Yeah. I know. The other uh, team I, I'm curious about is Bay City. Uh, they have a lot of starters back. Um, Coach Jones has said I think, and it's very important for them is. Uh, 
they get off to a good start in district uh, because uh, they, the El Campo is their third game in district. And I think it's important for Bay City to at least have one win and better off to have two wins going into that game because uh, although they, in Coach Jones's first year, this is his third year, he took him to the playoffs. Uh, but it's been a while since Bay City has been the Bay City of old where, you know, they were always a power to be contended with. And I know Coach Warren, uh, Coach Warren Tron, now the athletic director, is they're really trying to turn that thing around. And uh, I'd be interesting to see because they do have a lot of starters back. They're not a young team. In fact, uh, Coach Jones said we can't use that as an excuse anymore. We have to perform. No. Jeremiah, you, I know, it, I know it's kind of your first week of <laughs> of covering the Texas high school football season, but I mean. You've gone out. You've seen some. You've seen some teams. You've seen kind of what we've done with our coverage. You know, uh, who stands out to you as a team that that people might overlook to make a push to get to Arlington? Yeah, well, um, and we kind of alluded to them earlier, um, but I, I could see Industrial making a little bit of playoff run. Um, I know last year. Uh, I know this year coming into the season, it's it's a little bit of a different team from last year. Obviously. Um, they got a new head coach in Craig Nair. Um, and, you know, one of their big players that they lost was uh, quarterback Matthew Davis, who was you know, arguably their best player last year. Um, but, yeah, I, I could see them making a, make a, um, making a playoff run with um, with uh, Ashton Garza at quarterback, if, if, if that's who they choose to go with, um, and also Clarence Hosey. So I, I believe that they're one of the teams that people should, should look out for um, in, the, in the area. Yeah, and industrial. They've got an incredible tradition. I mean... Uh, they've been in the. They've won a state or not a state a district title in yeah. three of the last four years with Edna knocking them off last year. And, you know they're going to be right in the thick of it again with the Cowboys making a push for a fourth district title in five years. And I mean, even in that district, you can't mention Dark Horses without thinking of Edna and all the experience yeah. that they have. I mean, so yeah. there's a lot of a lot of Dark Horses that yeah. could make. Uh, pushes to to stay. I mean, yeah. There's another one we didn't even mention, and that's Schulenburg. I mean, uh, if you look at what they did last year, they they ended up what going three rounds deep before they ran into Shiner again. Yep. So, and I mean, they've got some kids coming back too. So, you know, that's another team. And the difference this year is Schulenburg. They took Flatonia, Schulenburg, and Weimer, moved them north. So they got away from Shiner, although you bring in Hearn and uh, some of those Thrall and, uh, you know, some of those teams, Holland, which you're going to have, and Thorndale, which is always good. So you have to contend with that. I yeah, think dodging a left hook to get the right hook. Yeah, you'll see a little more speed, I think, overall. But uh, it's still, uh, I think Schulenberg, you know, if they can duplicate what they did last year, they, they may show some people you know, a little bit of surprise. Well, I mean, we mentioned teams that, that can make a push for state, and we've already kind of seen someone on the hardwood make a yeah. make a push for being a state ch- championship contender. Now that's the St. Joseph volleyball team. This is, this is what we're going to touch on right now. Uh, I saw them at the Lady Horn Classic in Schulenburg, and they ended up winning that, beating Columbus and East Bernard. Yeah. And, 
in that tournament. And Jeremiah, you went out there Tuesday night, and you you saw an incredible match. You know, it seems it seems like that Lady Flyer team really just kind of has that belief that this is a year they can they can make some noise and replicate uh, the state championship that they got in 2020. Yeah, I mean they they have a they have a, a powerhouse in a, a outside hitter Addison Ozuna. Um, this last game that I was at on Tuesday, I think she had like twenty seven kills, and she she was a big reason why uh, they were able to come back and kind of rally towards the end of the game to to you know force a fifth set and then and then take it overall. Um, you know, also uh, Morgan Cornick, I think she had about thirty nine assists. So a combination between um, Ozuna and Cornick, th- those two are gonna they're gonna yeah. be able to get get St. Joseph pretty far. Uh, this season, yeah, and it's just been incredible. Ozuna, just a just a sophomore, but she's six one, and she has a. It's almost like she's got Thor's hammer for a right hand. Uh, we were out there in our uh, we were out there for East St. Joseph, and I pointed uh, I pointed out to Kit, hey, you know, you might want to get some photos of Ozuna for for the story. And next thing you know, they're going through the hitting lines, and it's just the loudest thud ever in, in a crowded gym and both of us just went oh she has gotten a lot better she's a lot stronger and it's showing early on and and she's really doing a great job at the net to try and lead that St. Joe team. I'm curious uh what what do we make of Goliath so far this year I, they played a lot of bigger schools. That That's typically what head yeah. coach Jess Odom wants to do and it really, it really tests them, and I'm seeing a lot more of these high quality teams. I mean, mm-hmm. they went and they played Flower Bluff, who's, yeah. uh, who's I think up to number nine in the state now, and they were they're unbeaten. They've played so many good teams. They just played Laverne on Tuesday, yeah. so there's a lot there for them, and they. And, and with the group that they've got back with Kyla Hill, who's mm-hmm. a gold medalist at state track, you've got Evianta back. You've got that entire team back pretty much except for one senior. So, I mean, I, their record may not reflect it, but I still think Goliad's in a, in a position to go and, and make another run this year. I mean, they've made it to the regional tournament the last eight years, and they've made it to the regional final the last seven, I believe. So, I mean... Jess Odom knows how to coach yeah. that team. Uh, yeah, she does. She's proven that. I mean, past history, you know, it suggests that. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Once, uh, Of course, once they get into the district, they usually have few problems. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they get everything ironed out in non-district. Yeah. All right. I think that might bring yeah. us to the end of our first episode yeah. here. We did want to remind you if there's something you want to bring up or uh, have questions. us talk about questions, just shoot us an email at sports at vicad.com, com. Yeah, and you can also tweet us, send us a Facebook right. message. Uh, you know, we'll, we would love to be able to read those on air and, right. and all that. But Yeah, we'll do our best to... Uh, to answer your questions and anything you know if you have concerns about our coverage uh, we'll do our best to explain them to you and uh, you know and we'll we'll try and uh, 
we're going to be there. I mean, we're going to try and keep up our coverage the best we can. We've always tried to do that, and we're, we're still going to do that. Well, I think that will do it for Mike Foreman, Jeremiah Sosa. I'm Sam Fowler. Thanks for joining us on the first episode of The Grid, presented by American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC.